Welcome along as we mark 100 days to go to the Tokyo Paralympics. Mark Shardlow here with Destination Tokyo and this week I'm hearing the stories of the para-canoe squad in a week-long special. They're all medal contenders, all with strong stories to tell and today it's Laura Sugar. Now yesterday we heard from Emma Wiggs who competed at London 2012 in the sitting volleyball before switching to para-canoe. Well, Laura was at Rio in 2016 in the T44 sprints on the athletics track. She still trains at Loughborough's High Performance Athletic Centre, the HIPAC, as well as in a canoe and working at a school. So plenty to talk about. But first of all, how about that landmark, 100 days to go? It means it's real. <laughs> it's getting there now. Um, hopefully take two of 100 days to go. Um, and it's just exciting that... Uh, it's all coming together now and we can actually get out there as a Paralympics GB team and, and show the world what we're made of. Can you tell me your story and how you've come to be here at um, the Paracanoe headquarters in Nottingham? Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a long way story. I, I, I originally started in hockey and was inspired by London 2012 to get involved in the Paralympic Games and that's when I knew my disability was eligible. Um, went into athletics from there and um, to be honest, I didn't have any idea that my my disability was eligible for paracanoe um, until after kind of 2017, 2018. And yeah, I had my athletics career, I went to Rio and um, yeah, was asked to try out paracanoe as part of the talent transfer programme with um, with UK Sport. Um, and my desire to just say yes to things and give stuff a go took hold. And I knew I'd enjoy it a bit, but I didn't realise how much I'd enjoy it and how much I'd kind of grow to love the sport. It's kind of a similar aspect. The racing side of it is really similar to athletics. You're in nine lanes fastest win so actually it was quite a quick transfer across to there but um yeah it went from there end of 2018 was the first time I got in a boat and 2019 had my first full season as part of the canoe team that's a rapid rise isn't it <laughs> so, personally you just mentioned your disability there can you tell us what your disability is yeah so I was born with a kitten called or club foot as it's kind of commonly known so my foot was essentially facing kind of tucked under and backwards but um all the normal um, procedures they try and use to fix it didn't really work. They tried a cast, different shoes, um, and none really worked. So in the end, they had to just operate and basically just snap my foot, move it, and fix it so I could walk. So I've then, since the age of three, I've had a fused ankle, um, which was enabled me to walk because my foot was in the right direction, but therefore obviously didn't have that the ankle movement um, to go with it. You talked about your hockey career after 2012. So what inspired you at 2012 and what did you do hockey-wise? Um, well, hockey, uh, hockey was my love from the from a teenager. So I never knew my foot was eligible for, for the Paralympic Games. Um, you kind of see the the wider known disabilities, you kind of see people in wheelchairs, you see the blade athletes, you see um, visually impaired athletes, whereas you don't see the kind of smaller, lesser known disabilities. And yeah, hockey was something that I'd learned at school and I started in year eight at school and just got and just fell in love with the sport and just got the sport. So yeah, that was my my thing growing up and my father's Welsh and by the age of 16, I um, got selected to play for the Wales under 16 team and worked my way up through there, the under 21s and the seniors. And that was in that year, I was in the under 21s and the seniors that London 2012 happened. And so I was kind of, that was my career. I was gonna be a hockey player um, and I was training to be a teacher alongside it because you can't, there's not really a professional hockey league. Um, and yeah, then everything changed when, when London 2012 happens and I saw someone, Dan Greaves actually, who's a para, para athlete for the athletics team, I saw him throwing a discus and I literally was like, I've got that foot. Um, and it went from there. 
but I still love hockey. I still coach it in my, in my spare time and, and hopefully we'll go back to it in later years for fitness. So you're very like Dan, because Dan competed at both able-bodied and at Parasport. Yeah. And, and now you, you train at Loughborough, or you went to train at Loughborough in athletics, where Dan trains too. Yeah. And you, when I last saw you, it wasn't down here, it was at Loughborough. <laughs> yeah. So you're still training down there. Yeah, yeah, I'm still running as well. Like main, Now I've gone on to kind of the funding for canoe and, and obviously the lead up to Tokyo. Um, that is more heavily focused, but actually... Um, the, the running helps my canoeing just like my canoeing helped the running at the start and the transition has gone slightly more across to that you know more canoe um, less athletics um, with those with the kind of metal hopes being heavily weighed in, in the canoeing side um, but yeah definitely the running and being at Loughborough and having that kind of variety to my training has really helped um, and yeah you mentioned Dan like he's kind of seeing him compete was the reason that I knew about my foot and hopefully I know there's a couple of girls from seeing me compete in Rio that now there's not I'm not the only person that's not a blade running there's actually a few more in the UK and it's hopefully that there are more and more will be inspired after Tokyo to to pick it up. So tell us about your Rio experience how was that? Um, amazing yeah so I I had a really tough year going into Rio I, I tore my hamstring like late at the world champs in October the year before so it was just just, just getting on that plane getting up, getting selected I um, had to get my fitness back like at the last minute to get there um, and I know I know when I'm at a championship so I've, I've got a track record of I love that adrenaline and I get that little bit extra faster so actually for me getting on the plane is the hardest thing and when I'm there I know like I know I'll give it my best obviously you don't know what everyone else is going to do but um yeah I went in ranked like eighth and tenth in my in two of my events and uh and yeah came fifth in both and I always say like the hundred meters really weird because I don't remember most of my heats and finals because I put the pressure on myself to get in that final and run a personal best to get there but actually the hundred meter final was really weird that's my fondest memory of I just it was the last race I think of the whole Paralympic Games on the track and it was like 9.30 at night it was the blade race and and um, I literally just stood there I can picture it now being on the start line whereas I can't remember any of my races and I just went I've done it and I like that kind of sense of I just I had the nerves still that made me go fast but I just felt so relaxed and I enjoyed it so much and took like two tenths off my PB and beat the reigning champion from London just obviously they weren't moved on so I came fifth but for me to come fifth in that field was was amazing and it was a great experience to be part of that wider sense like in, in our, all of our sports we have world champs we have European champs but you're kind of singular in your sport that multi-sport games especially in the para side doesn't come around well comes around every four years maybe you're lucky if you get a Commonwealth event but um, it's a huge sense of like a community being part of Paralympics GB and every you're not just in your single sports you're cheering everyone else on and you're like that big family as such so it holds a really special place in my heart yeah and did you meet any of this noisy crew behind you when, <laughs> when, when you were in Rio? I did yet yeah. so I've, I've met Charlotte before um, th when she was swimming and I was athletics neither of us are part of Parakeney um, so we've both moved across to I'd, I'd come across Rob and Ian before again quite often a lot of the meetings happened in the lifts because the lifts are so you kind of have to wait for ages for them so you actually met a lot of the other Paralympics GB in the lifts um, so yeah it's really nice to be a part of this team now I've seen them from the other, when I was in a different team in Rio like Rob and Ian um, and Emma and then now I'm kind of part of it and it's it's really nice okay and what are your hopes then for for this summer um the main aim is yeah going to Tokyo and, and challenging for that gold medal I know I know I've kind of progressed in sport really well and um I was up there at the last Worlds. obviously you don't know it's been 18 months since we've competed on the world stage so you don't know what everyone else is capable of but for me I want to go there do my best and I know that that, that could be could be good enough for a medal if not gold and you don't know what everyone else is going to do but I'm definitely going to put myself on that start line and, and, and do my best and hopefully bring home some, some medals. 
Good luck for that. How much teaching are you still doing? Um, I did, I, um, I actually coach my local school. I'm not necessarily teaching. Um, I do. I did kind of teach part time for a bit, um, but now I work at my local school, Uppingham School, and they're fantastic with supporting me with, you know, when I need to go away and compete. Um, and I coach hockey for them and athletics in the summer. So um, I'm a sports teacher there. Um, so I do um, two days a week um, for a couple of hours a day coaching the kids, and it's a really nice escape. Even though it's still sport, it's it's um, it keeps my foot in the door of that teaching and it kind of humbles you a bit. You're not an athlete there, you're Miss Sugar there and you get to kind of hopefully inspire the next generation rather than kind of, you know, if you've had a really good day at training or really bad day at training, it doesn't matter. I think when I can turn up there and, and really get, get that kind of fix of teaching young people. Brilliant. Well, you're going to get a whole load of them cheering you on this summer. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Laura, great to see you down here and all the best. Yeah, thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you. That's Laura Sugar down at the National Water Sports Centre on the outskirts of Nottingham on her switch from athletics to the para canoe. And another athlete who switched will be joining us tomorrow, Charlotte Henshaw, one of our regulars on Destination Tokyo, who's moved from swimming to para canoe, and Charlotte will be giving us an update. That's it for today. Thank you once again for the donations that have been coming in over the last week or so and raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres. If you want to join in and make a donation, then please have a look at my show notes or go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo and just a couple of quid will be fantastic. Thanks again for your support. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.